mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Wow! Welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Braun, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing today? I'm good. I am still in my little hole. I'm, I'm, the annoying thing is, Chris, right? <laughs> I must complain about the uh, upholstery provisions in this country. I have uh, built a little studio, <laughs> built me two walls, put me Ooh. studs up, put Ooh. a bit of um, plasterboard up, done a bit of plastering. Um, nice. Quite pleased with my creation. Uh, <laughs> it looks now, terrible. It does look <laughs> terrible right now, but it will see, look better. It w- <laughs> it's like a wall hanging off behind you, like near your head. It will. It's not. It's, so, so I've, I mean, it's my fault because I didn't order enough upholstering uh, fabric. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm basically in a situation where I've got <laughs> – I've built myself a little studio. It sounds okay, uh, okay, and it's, uh, and, I'm, and I'm just in a situation where I'm half um, – like, stuff's hanging off the wall because I haven't been able to get enough upholstery fabric, and I didn't order enough, and I should have ordered more, but I, I need it. I needed it. Put, <laughs> I, I put in an extra order for the next bit of upholstery fabric, and they can't get it to me for about two weeks. So I'm in this half-built, half-completed little <laughs> studio nonsense. I'm very – very upset about it, Chris. Very the upset struggles. Indeed. The struggles of Pete Donaldson. Yeah, I don't know for the life of me why you haven't made a YouTube channel about this. Just you in a room well, building my own studio. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I got to tell you. So actually, since we last spoke a couple of weeks ago, mm. I talked about how I'm getting a studio here in Sendai, right? Mm. Partly because I need some space to film in, and partly because I was jealous that Trash Taste have a studio. Of biblical size and proportion doesn't and take much, something. does it? Doesn't take much. <laughs> well, I've got one now. I've yeah. got. I'm going to get the keys in about uh, let's say ten days from now of this recording. Mm. And I must say, there's only one floor with it. It's a pretty big floor, to be honest. So we got in the right. studio. I went Riotre. He kindly joined me. Went in, and uh, it's this. It's just one big room, right? It's just one big room. You go in through the door, and then you're in a big mm. space. It must be about sixty, seventy meters squared. Um, yeah. And then on the left of you, there's a little door that goes into a bathroom and a kitchen. And I was like, you know, it's it's nice. It's going to take a little mm. bit of work to turn it into something good. But outside the window, there's a like some sort of hotel or something. And every time cars leave, it's got one of those, those sirens to warn pedestrians, like, watch out, this right. car's coming out. It goes, and I just, oh, God, you can hear it so clearly from the studio. Oh like, no! All the windows were shut, and you could hear it, and uh, that's not good because I'm going to be filming in there and the, maybe doing why, the podcast. Why so have I'm you? Screwed. Why have you? So, <laughs> could you not get one a few floors up? <laughs> well, what we just—I well, looked around to other places in Sendai, but it's just really not a good place. Like this was the right, right. cost. I think it was just over a thousand dollars a month or something, which is pretty good value. Mm. 
Um, the other one was like five or six thousand, and that's mm. not something I can really justify. Mm. And um, no, but what we did discover is you can in Japan you're not allowed changing windows in the buildings incredibly difficult because mm. you've got to go through the owner of the building as well as the owner of the current apartment or studio, right? Yeah. So we just wouldn't be able to do it; it'd just take forever. But what a lot of offices do is they have these inside windows. So you hire someone, they come in and they build interior windows around the current mm, windows. Um, yeah, so yeah. what I'm going to do is get these windows put in around each of the windows and that should hopefully soundproof it and insulate it against the audio. Ah, I see. Just build a sort of interior, still yeah. sort of like an interior wall kind of thing. Nice. Pretty I like much. It. It just like yeah. other, it's kind of like double glazed windows, right? So hopefully yeah. that should eliminate the sound. If it doesn't, I'm going to cry. And that'll be an upcoming episode, just me sitting here yeah. crying and shouting. Chris crying but in his new studio. How long Chris is the uh, tenancy? Is it a year? Uh, I think it's three years or something. Holy moly. Wow. Playing the long game here, Pete. Someone's investing. Game. I'm investing. <laughs> but, no, I'm excited. Like I, I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. Yeah, I'm going to have like a film space where I do all the videos. I'll probably do like a live show every week in there, mm. have a live show. And uh, maybe just get some beanbags and roll around on the floor. Live the dream, isn't it? <laughs> just a bit, a bit of, just somewhere else to uh, drink coffee and eat right. fried chicken, isn't it, really? Get some animals, <laughs> put the animals in there, have a little zoo, petting zoo area, how, cat cafe. How, long, how far away from your house is your um, studio? Um, it's about a five, ten minute walk. So it's pretty, Lovely. pretty awesome, right? You don't have to walk mm. that far, which is the main thing I looked for, actually. I didn't want to have to go across Sendai. Like Sendai is a big city. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize, but while Sendai is tiny by the standards of Japanese mega cities like Tokyo or Kyoto or Osaka, it's still yeah. like, if it was in the UK, it'd still be like the second biggest city after London. So it's a big right. fucking city. And uh, yeah, so I wanted to get somewhere nearby that I could stroll along. Right in the middle, there's a gym as well. So if oh. if I want to get fit, I can wake up. If you want to get fit. If you want to get fit. I think oh, um, I think more than anything else, and I think that's something that people have been experiencing under lockdown. Um, it is, it's great that you can work from home and stuff, but I mean, mm. the, the you know there are mental health implications for for, for just oh, definitely, um, definitely for just residing in all the time in your house, and so um, you know it's nice to sort of have somewhere else to to, to find yourself on a on yeah. The yeah. Day. I, I mean, I found it really tough with certainly the last month of a journey across Japan where mm. I'm spending, you know, four days a week editing these damn episodes. I, mm. And I'm just like sitting in a, one room in my apartment, just rocking backwards and forth, wanting to go outside. I feel so restless. It's been really tough mm. to concentrate. And I'm hoping with a studio, it might break it up a little bit. But yeah. I don't know. Separate your, separate your kind of work life as well. You know, take yeah. your computer there, edit there, don't do any editing at home. It's, uh, it's very important, I think. Well, you've got an editor now. I've got an editor. Mm. So hopefully... Actually, we might have more Born Japan videos coming out regularly. That's something I'm really excited about. Now I'm not editing. I can focus on making things and filming things, the fun bit. Um, oh, Chris, you are a perfectionist, my friend. You will not let them do anything. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> You'll be like, no, you're doing it wrong. I'm going to do this one. You do the next one. They're going to lose their mind when I'm done with them. Um, we've got a story this week from Declan. All right, then. Do you want me to take over on Declan's story? Go for it. All right. Hello there, Chris and Pete. A couple of uh, weeks ago, 
I uh, watched your video with Connor about love hotels. Always an intriguing subject. And I recall at some point during the video, uh, the question, what else are you going to do in a love hotel other than the obvious uh, was being proposed? And this is what I would like to answer in this email. The story is not actually mine, but it's a story of an ex of mine uh, who told me this a few years ago. Anonymity provided. Hopefully there will be no issue with sharing it. At any rate, there goes my doorbell. Oh, no, there's a car coming in or coming out. Um, yeah, anyway, they're in a love hotel. Her story began with her and her boyfriend at the time going to a love hotel together for, for, for the first time. As it's probably a common feeling, she was a little nervous since it would have been their first time going to such a place together. Upon arriving in the room, it was clear that her partner was desperate to smash. <laughs> in a hot flash, he quickly unzipped his bag and pulled out an N64. Play Smash Brothers with me, he instructed to her, much to her surprise and somewhat disappointment. It would have been a, it would become a regular occurrence and it would become apparent that he'd only one desire of a particular kind of smashing. This is a spicy email, isn't it? Um, Apparently he preferred the bigger TVs located in the rooms of Love Hotels, which (laughs) begs the question, why not just get a bigger TV for for himself? Perhaps there wasn't enough space in his flat or perhaps he couldn't get the uh, money required to play. It's uh, all up to speculation, really. What do you guys think? Hope you uh, fellas are doing well. Keep up the uh, splendid work. I'm looking forward to the next one. One must have regards Declan from Scotland. So, yeah, Guy um, takes uh, uh, his his significant other to a love hotel, gets out an N64 and demands a little bit of Pikachu Smash Brothers action. (laughs) That's incredible. (laughs) To be fair, like I when I was in the love hotel with Connor a few weeks back, I did think I don't know why I don't come in more regularly just to sit Mm. in a room and do nothing. It's it's really interesting. (laughs) We spoke to... um, the owner Shishito-san and mm. off camera and he sort of we sort of said how you been doing during covid and he was like oh business is great because couples haven't been able to travel or go on holiday so instead right. let's go to a love hotel and sit in a room and mm. play games and do other things but like it's like <laughs> his business is doing great well most business hotels have been dying off like the love hotel mm. industry has actually done kind of well and i can oh, see you why like you know and Connor and i were shocked on <laughs> how good the food was when we were in that room. Like Connor mm. wouldn't shut up about how good the food was. So Love Hotel's yeah. great. Don't know if taking a Nintendo 64 is a good idea, but uh, <laughs> certainly a bold move. Certainly a bold move. Yeah. It's beautiful. Wonderful. Yeah. A bald gambit from, from that young gentleman. Fantastic. That'd be a good, little, a good little short film, wouldn't it? Just doing filming a date. And then it has like a really, <laughs> this guy's like, yeah, get in the room, get in the room. And, the, and she's like, oh God. And the then man he like, who loves to smash the bag for Nintendo 64. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Yeah. Could be a thriller <laughs> with a comedic twist. Mm. We've got a story this week, um, kind of along the similar vein of video games in some respect. Uh, an mm. AI Japanese bar, Mama-san, is ready to listen to your troubles at her virtual bar. So Ooh. snack bars or hostess clubs, they're always run by – there's always one key person, the Mama-san, the owner – woman who sort of delegates and does everything and often can be a little bit old can be in their 50s sometimes their 60s um, mm. but they run the show it's very much their establishment um, that's why they call them mama sam but this place in i think miyazaki prefecture yes miyazaki prefecture uh in south japan has uh, turned a famous mama sam into a robot uh, who he can talk to and who will listen to your troubles at her virtual bar uh which i think is rather wonderful. There's a, a human at this bar, a human mama-san called Yoshiko. She runs a bar in Miyazaki and uh, apparently there's a really big foremost bar district in this 
region of Miyazaki. That's quite a popular mm. nighttime, nighttime spot. And this AI was developed based on 50 hours of interviews with her, during which the designers took careful note of how she listens and how she responds, <laughs> sort of mimic her and try and make it seem as accurate as possible. Um, the Mama-san operates a virtual bar. And once you enter, you'll be greeted by Yoshiko and asked what's on your mind, uh, giving you a lengthy list of common concerns, which you can then narrow down to more specific stress sources. Um, the list of things Yoshiko is ready to talk about include friction with your boss. We've all been there family, romantic partners, loss of motivation, trouble sleeping, uh, or the difficulties of moving to a new apartment. Um, there's even a text box where you can type in your own specific problems, although at the moment there's a, there's a chance that AI Yoshiko will politely say she doesn't have any specific advice on the matter because she's brand new. <laughs> what do you make oh, of this, Pete? Is this the future of robotics? Mama-san, I do a podcast with a boy who lives in Japan and I miss him dearly. <laughs> Mama-san, how can I... <laughs> oh, Mama Sam! It's like she, a uh, <laughs> terrible version of her. That Scarlett Johansson. It really is. She uh, the, the the picture that they've uh, used. I I just do not like the virtual um, hands wrinkly old lady hands they've made uh for the for the for, for the lady uh it's uh it's absolutely chilling absolutely chill. i don't like a mouth it's like a sort of marionette kind of big sort of slidey mouth um don't like it don't enjoy it don't need it in my life scary absolutely they scary they haven't made a physical robot though have they they're just drawn up no they basically took a photo of the Mama uh, of yoshiko san and just made it look like a robot which is really eerie i think it's chilling. nice though absolutely chilling. Can, uh been a tough year for a lot of people and having a <laughs> mama san. ai mama san could be the key yeah. to 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 sorting you out <laughs> sorting <laughs> me out <laughs> oh mama san it's like a digital <laughs> agony aunt right agony aunt of the future yes. oh, it's nice <laughs> you can't seriously Don't like it, right? it imagine you're like oh my my wife got ran over and she's dead and then the mama san's mm. like oh have a drink have a have some whiskey <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's just it's not gonna it's help. Like, I mean we talk about, you know, the mental health provisions and you know the 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 the, the welfare state in, in Japan, you know, there's not a lot of care. Um, you know, mm. world class um, you know, at source uh, emergency care and, you know, cancer treatments and stuff. But they don't really sort of regard uh, the brain as being an important part, you know, look at the suicide <laughs> rates and stuff. Like so you right. sort of go, well, well, yeah. Is the are the Mama Sans just basically the only sort of mental health provision the Japanese have got? So maybe this is exactly up their street. Mama I mean, I, it's, it's funny, like the whole time I've been here, every week there's always some sort of news story about robots or AI and how mm. Japan's pioneering robots. Like I remember there was, uh, because obviously the population, I think 60% of the population is over 60 years old or something ridiculous. Like mm. everyone here is very old uh, <laughs> and there's not enough people to support them. And I remember reading a story where they were going to get robots in to run nursing homes and to look after mm. the people at nursing homes. But it all feels like very much pie-in-the-sky stuff that's more gimmicky than actually bloody useful. And I've mm. not really seen much in the way of robotics in Japan practically used outside of, like, Toyota factories and car manufacturing. Like, I haven't really... Yeah. It's always been a little bit disappointing. and um, A bit tokenistic. It is. And the Mama-san mm. thing, it's a nice Mama idea. Mama-san. But I'm not. Oh, I'm not son. entirely sold on it. But we'll have to find <laughs> out. I have to go down to Miyazaki Prefecture in Kyushu. Yeah, and give it a whirl. Let's go, on, Mama San. Sort us out, mate. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> we'll be back in the moment with your stories and questions in the fax machine. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week, Mr. Dawson? I just saw a squirrel. I just saw. Fantastic. Oh my god, Chris! Over the weekend, I saw um, an actual badger in the street. I've never seen oh. a badger before. It was just in the fucking street. I was like, "Wow!" Um, yeah, <laughs> you're, like, you're like forty years old and you've never seen a badger. Never seen a badger live. In- it's insane. Like Forty-year-old virgin, but with badgers. <laughs> forty-year-old yeah, badger. I'm not going to. That's sad. Not do anything to it. Um, Cheheb in uh, in Pennsylvania, USA. Um, in my two visits to Japan in 2016 and 2019, I tried helping people who, in my view, are in obvious need of help. On one occasion, um, there was a really old lady coming off the bus in Kyoto. She was having a bit of a difficult time. I held her arm and tried to help her. To my surprise, she did not say anything, nor did she even look at me. And the whole thing felt God. weird as if I was more of a nuisance than anything. People at the bus stop um, and the driver looked at me as if I was an alien fresh out of Mars doing something unspeakable to this old lady. Uh, it made me question my sanity. I was being a good person, right? Right? Um, while uh, we have all uh, pretty much uh, experienced random acts, uh, acts of kindness in Japan, how do you think Japanese people react or feel towards random acts of kindness when they are the recipients? Can they accept it and let it make their day without feeling uncomfortable or suspicious? All the best. Chiheb in Pennsylvania, uh, USA. Who knows, Chris? Have you ever been helped by a foreigner, a gaijin? I, I, I'm, I'm still happy about the fact that I think you said cats of kindness, which sounds like the sequel to Cats of Kindness. Oh, I've got sequel to Cat Nation. Cats of Kindness. <laughs> Just be me with a pile of cats. Another documentary <laughs> that shouldn't be made. Um, I mean, I think it's that whole feeling of obligation. She's probably feeling a bit awkward. The old woman's like mm. slowly getting off the bus. Mm. And then you've got someone coming over and just sort of lifting you up, whatever. And they're like, what the hell's going on? Mm. I don't know. I think. I can see why that would be awkward. Like people in Japan are less likely to get involved with strangers, mm. even if it is helping folks. Um, mm. There's just that culture of just leaving people alone, which I rather like in most respects because you, you left <laughs> your own devices. But yeah, I guess that's it really. People are sort of left mm. their own devices in public. Um, obviously, if someone's really struggling, then do help them. But I think for a proud elderly person, maybe that was the issue. They felt like, I could do it myself. I don't need help. You know, mm. there's a, a sense of pride in the elderly population here. I don't know, but my advice is, um, I don't think I don't think I've ever got 
well, I don't, have I ever helped anyone across the street? Probably oh, not. Christopher. What not a in Japan anyway. so many old people in Japan as well. Probably give them to a heart fair, attack. If I came running over to some old woman, I'm like, oh, come on, I'll help you over the road. And they're like, what kind of... And let just me touch awkward. you. Let me terrifying. touch you. Let me grab you. Let me get you over the road. Ah. It's, that is... Nobody wants me to come over and help them across the road. And that, that would just no, end I up. mean, even the elderly... What if you, like, drop them you? and, like, kick them over instead by accident? Well, don't kick... Just don't kick people over. Don't kick old people over. Not, like, deliberately, but, you know, you might... What if you're like, come on, love, let's get over the road. Oh, whoops, and then face plant. Then you're liable, isn't it? And you've got then you've got a purse and you're running off. Oh, whoops! <laughs> got a purse, run off. Oops. <laughs> I think I would be much more liable. Uh, li- I think I'd be much more likely to uh, help someone in the UK than I would in Japan for that reason. Mm. Just because I yeah. feel like it might be quite stressful or scary for an elderly Japanese person to deal with like a a foreign person walking over and helping them across yes. the road. Yeah, so I think yeah, that's, that's probably fair. why. More That's than that. Uh, we got one from Mary. It says, Hi, Chris and Pete. I've always loved Japan. In honor of this, as my child, as a child, sorry, uh, my gran and my mother cooked me a Chinese meal for my birthday. Oh. Uh, of course. <laughs> of course, this was the closest cookbook they could find. Unfortunately, <laughs> this resulted in an allergic reaction, discovery of allergies to soy and beans, dashing, dashing my plans oh, no. to live in Japan. Uh, so I was wondering, do you know of any foods in Japan that don't have soy or beans? You've mentioned before the chef is always right in Japan. How accommodating is Japan for people with allergies? Would it be possible to go for a day, uh, go a day in Japan without eating soybeans? Um, or would this be similar to your vegan video? Wishing you and Pete all the best. Stay safe, Mary. What I will say is that every, rest- every restaurant I go to now, they always ask, do you have any allergies? Um, yeah, so that's, that's kind good. of encouraging. I think because the Olympics, they didn't used to. And if you'd say, right. oh, I'm a vegan or a vegetarian, something that I definitely say quite often. Uh, if you say you're a vegetarian or something in Japan, it used to be a really a big problem. And they'll just give you like mm. a bowl of rice and that'll be your dinner. Um, <laughs> that's your dinner. It's, it's, it was that bad. But now, like, yeah, they're, they're mm. a lot better. And they do ask, I think like nine times out of ten when I go for a rest, to a restaurant, they ask if you've got an allergy. So... Let that be encouraging, Mary. Yeah. You'll be all right. You'll be fine. Just and, and avoid soy sauce, obviously, which is doable. <laughs> you know, not everything contains soy sauce in Japan. Just mm. most things. Definitely, definitely. Um, finally, for now, to wrap up the uh, the show, Alexander K. Uh, thank, thank you, Alexander, for your uh, email message, fax machine, whatever you want to call it. Dear Chris and Pete, for a bit of background to my question, I listen to your podcasts all week as I deliver groceries for a living in Denton, Texas. Love that state. Uh, one of the only things that keeps me going on this fast-paced and grueling job is an unholy addiction to caffeine in all its forms, <laughs> energy drinks, tea and coffee, but mostly coffee. My question is, what is the coffee scene like in Japan? Thanks in advance, Alexander K. Well, I mean, I, I love the... Uh... Convenience store coffee in Japan. It's all right. It gets the job done. I mean, mm. what, what have you found it, Pete, on your trips to Japan? I think I think with um, Japan, the Japanese, I mean, they are master craftsmen. And if there's a possibility of getting um, into something way too much, the Japanese will grab that with both hands uh, to get <laughs> obsessed with something, with the quality and the, the, the craftsmanship. And so, um, yeah, I mean, they love their coffee. They do some of the best coffee in the world. Proper coffee pit heads absolutely love, uh, you know, the, 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 certainly the scene in big cities like Tokyo and uh, Osaka. And to be honest, some of the best for, um, as an Amontesando coffee in, mm. I think, uh, Mayfair, kind of Oxford Circus sort of uh, way in, in, in London. And there's a lot of like, 
you know, pop up um, Japanese style coffee shops um, yeah. that do all like the slow drip stuff in London. Um, so, you know, they, they've got a world class reputation of, of, of making the very, very, very best coffee. Uh, and it's all very delicious. Um, but I, I, it's, it's all a bit of a fart about. Just give me a Nescafe. <laughs> I don't care. A Nescafe. You just give me a Nescafe. You Come disgust on. me. And then to be fair, in the last episode, I did talk about how I spent 500 yen on a BTS K-pop band yep. cold brew coffee. It tasted <laughs> all right, but it was definitely not worth 500 yen because it had BTS, no. the band, the band on there on the bottle. Um, <laughs> there, there are a lot of cool little places, as Pete said. One of my favourite places is called uh, Cafe Bruman, and it's in hmm. Hirosaki City in Aomori. If you're ever up there which is pretty far and pretty remote, but it's worth the trip. It's a beautiful place. But there's a, a coffee shop in there that I went in once, and um, there, the man who must have been in his 60s, quite an elderly guy, made really good coffee, uh, brewed really great coffee. But he had pottery that's like cost like $200, and he would serve you the coffee on like a saucer and a cup that was about $200. Oh, and that's I remember stressful. just like picking it up and shaking with fear about <laughs> dropping the coffee. But that aside... <laughs> Cafe Baruman, really great place. Check it out. It's yeah. near Hitosaki Park. Um, but there's lots of cool little places like that. And um, I mean, Sendai has a lot of Starbucks. I wouldn't say that's a, a great measurement for coffee ring quality. endorsement. Yeah, ring endorsement. <laughs> there's, there's so many Starbucks here. But uh, no, when I'm in a hurry, though, I do get the, uh, the best coffee in a convenience store in Japan. It's typically the one that comes freshly brewed out of the machines and they're really cheap mm. and reasonable 100 yen get a decent coffee in 7-eleven and i love it because you can watch the beans being sort of uh crushed in the machine above and you can smell the coffee it's, it's lovely pretty good cop pretty good quality good stuff yeah keep the stories questions comments coming into abroad japan podcast at gmail.com we'll be back <laughs> over the next few days guys to do it all over again but for now no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world enjoy your rest of your week Keep an eye out for the next episode and enjoy a glass a glass of cold brew coffee, but not from BTS. No. Pricey. Leave those boys alone. We'll be back in the next few days, in the next few days, guys. Steady. Cut that What's out. What's going on, Chris? Dirt, dirt again. <laughs> Fucking hell. Abroad in Japan is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.